0: everybody thanks for joining us this is Malia Hoffman here and I'm here with Fred Ramirez you're listening to the Carrero podcast today our guest is Ilham Haddadi Ilham is an English as a foreign language teacher from Morocco who has been teaching English for 18 years She is a National Geographic certified educator and an international school award ambassador she mentors teachers in Morocco to work on international projects with schools from around the world She believes and strives to provide equal quality education for all her students, as she believes education is the key to inequality in Morocco. She also believes teachers have the power to help students investigate real world issues and become active citizens. Welcome Ilham. Please give us a brief background on yourself and how you got into education.
1: Uh, Okay, Uh, good morning for you, good afternoon for us. (laughs) Really happy to be with you. Uh, I am uh, Ilham Haddadi, uh, a teacher of English uh, from Morocco. Uh, I teach business English to postgraduate students and uh, general English or uh, English for um, as a foreign language for high school students. So I have a double job.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> I've been involved in global learning uh, since um, uh, 2016, uh, where I had the opportunity to be a coordinator of. Uh, a a global uh, award in my school. And this is how I started uh, implementing uh, international projects uh, with my students.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about that global award that you got with your school? Um,
1: um, We started, we took part in an international uh, school award by uh, the British Council. Uh, It was uh, an award uh, done by the British Council. Uh, They took uh, coordinators from different schools in Morocco, And each coordinator, it should be a teacher of English, uh, you work on uh, seven international projects with different schools. Uh, These schools can be local in in Morocco or in other uh, parts of the world. You choose your partners. They don't um, uh, interfere in that. What is important is to choose international topics and you work and collaborate with teachers from other schools. And this was the first opportunity to implement uh, international projects in our school. What
0: kind of international projects? Can you give us an example and talk about one?
1: Okay, so uh, we started with um, uh, the uh, project with a school in the USA uh, called Campfire Project. Uh, It is by an organization called uh, Global Nomads Groups. And uh, it is an American organization. Uh, in which they, they work to link students from uh, USA and students from uh, other parts of the world. Uh, mainly we, we worked with the school in Texas, I think. Yeah, in Texas. And it is a cultural exchange program. There was a, a, a digital platform in which students uh, subscribed and they exchanged uh, uh, ideas and uh, they want to um, uh, change those stereotypes that uh, American people have about Moroccan students mm-hmm, and that's... Moroccan people have about uh, uh, American people. And really I as a teacher, I learned a lot from those students because I find that I have the same stereotypes. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, when we, uh, we had a lot of steps, we started with these uh, uh, ideas that we both have on each other and we moved on to uh, onto writing stories. Uh, the students at the end of the program should write stories. Either about their elderly people or about story that was a turning point in their uh, in their lives. And what what really likes about that uh, that is that my students uh, really uh, could uh, think another time about the ideas that they have about uh, American people. Because what we concluded is that we our ideas about American people are just from movies. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the stories, uh, were they... We talked about, uh, with some students in Texas, yes?
0: Oh, sorry. I was going to ask if the stories were fiction, but based on their experiences from these interactions with each other? Uh,
1: no, just about themselves. They're, their oh, uh, so their like, own story.
0: Got it. That's that's really cool. Uh,
1: for example, we started uh, by taking photos in uh, from their areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, talking about their cities, for example, my city is Khirikha. I don't think that an American student will know about this city. No, the right. same thing. About um, that city that we were talking about, we don't. We know Texas, and we know Kentucky. I think it's a school in Kentucky. And at that time, there was a hurricane. It's not Kentucky, no. Oh, wow.
0: there was a
1: hurricane in in Texas. But I don't remember the mm-hmm. the, the state. And really my students, uh, they show empathy that the other school in the USA, they lost all their furniture, they lost everything. And there was a a time, it was a hard time for the people there to start after the the hurricane. So it wasn't an opportunity to know that people have, they can suffer uh, even because my students think that, okay, students in the USA, maybe they are all rich. No, but when we talked about the students, they talks about their their sufferings and they have their issues also. There are other global um, concerns are everywhere. And one thing that I still remember is that I told them, what do you think about American girls? Uh, My (laughs) oh, they are free. Uh, This is movies, movies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we had a girl from, from Texas, an American girl who said, I want to finish my school and stay at home. She wants to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. My students act because their idea, oh, really, she is American and she wants to stay at home and uh, look after the kids. Uh, Because here I really get uh, frustrated about being at home and just looking (laughs) after the... Look, we said that these are life choices. We can find them everywhere. But it's important to have good education. Then you have the choice. If you want to work, you can work. If you want to stay at home, it's... uh... (laughs) Wow! This is one example I remember from uh, those projects. Yeah, and, and what it what it sounds like too is that through this project, you're you're going through a lot of social social emotional learning too from for for your own kids. Yes. Um, be, because I'm I'm, I'm sure um, one of the only places, if if any U.S. kid has has heard of a of a town in, in Morocco, it's probably Casablanca. Yeah, um, if, if if that, and you know, we and with that, we we really don't know much um,
0: because of the can, movies. <laughs> yes, yes
1: which so is we like also number, get
0: our context from the movies,
1: <laughs> which is my number one favorite. So yes, yeah, yes, I'm like is famous. It's an old movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So so can you can you share anything about um, any any changes in in your own students? Um, I I understand that you that you talked a little bit about that. But um, did you see any any changes after this project was done? Um, yes, we, we we watched a video called The Danger of a Single Story by Shimamanda Adichie. And my students loved that speech because really we shouldn't judge uh, and we shouldn't, uh, that stereotypes are dangerous. We can't put all American people in one, Adjective and in one label, we can't talk all about uh, a Moroccan people as one person. We shouldn't judge a uh, uh, whole community just because we we we, we, deal, we dealt with one person, whether it was good or bad. This is the the, the great lesson that my students uh, took from those projects, and maybe the same thing for uh, for American kids because they they knew, uh, you know what, that they thought some of them. Uh, try to link Morocco with the, the people still use camels people live in the <laughs> but when we exchanged photos my students wear the same clothes as the uh, students there who the tops and the uh, mm-hmm. jeans <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, they don't know because they don't know uh, Moroccan people how mm-hmm. my school we we sent them um Photos from our city. It was an opportunity for them to know that there is a place, a city near Casablanca, one hundred twenty kilometers, and maybe we will we live the same the same life. Yeah. this is, this is one, one project. It was this is a, a cultural exchange uh, project, and we moved to other. Uh, this it was the beginning. Then we moved to other projects with the other parts of the world: Britain, uh, Pakistan, India. In and these this projects, is how we, uh, did you students got um, an idea about people in the world? That sounds
0: really incredible and a great learning experience. Did you yeah. get the opportunity to have video conversations like we are having now
1: with other people?
0: With the students, like the class from Texas and India and the other regions that you described. Uh,
1: yeah, it was a pity. That we didn't uh, manage the, there was a problem with the connection and but they they most of the time they write they write. Uh, okay. that's the oh good global nomads group they have that the GNG connect it is a platform mm-hmm. it is for security reasons uh, they don't use uh, social media but they use this uh yep. platform what they is it post called platform you, uh, students used to to send or post uh, on that uh, platform I'm sorry. What, what was it called again? Uh, the platform. Yes. The project was Campfire, Campfire Projects.
0: Okay.
1: And look, even the name—I uh, I like the name because it's um, as if people are sitting together around the, the fire, mm-hmm. and we are sitting around that that platform. It is digital, and yeah. we are sitting together, and we are exchanging ideas about our countries and about our cultures. That's and awesome. So it was, I think, three months. The, the project has lasted for three months. We, we worked together. And the, at the end, my students present their stories. They tell us about their stories and the other students also posted their their stories.
0: And then after this project concluded, were there students who chose or wanted to continue to stay in touch with other students from those places? Um,
1: because when once we finished uh, that uh, The platform closed. Uh. Uh, I don't know if my students kept in touch with the the Mm. other students or not. And my students got certificates from that organization, uh, Mm. certificates of participation, and they were proud to have that uh, experience. Then we moved to uh, other projects. Uh, We also worked with Taiwan. Uh, We had a a language project in which we exchanged information about Arabic and uh, Mandarin, Chinese, because Taiwan... In Taiwan, they speak Chinese. Mm-hmm. We worked also with the school from Britain, uh, Preston School in uh, in Britain, and we are still partners. Meaning, we we try to maintain our uh, partnership until now, and I'm still working with two with these two schools: the school from Taiwan and the school from uh, from Britain. Well, you, you you seem like a very busy person. Mm-hmm. Um, um, one of the things that that we would like to that would like to know, too, is how, how did you decide to become a teacher um, and, uh, and, a, and a teacher who actually teaches English? Uh, um, when I was in high school, uh, I used, uh, the, in high school, it was the first time that I learned English. And I, I, I find that this is, okay, this is the language that I love. And I used to love the teacher. Also, the teacher was inspiring. And I wanted to be like that teacher. It was my, my role model. So I said, when I go to university, I will uh, continue uh, studying English. Uh, after I got my uh, BA, I applied for uh, an exam of teachers and I won. Then I had a training for one year to become a, or to have my teaching license. And I started. It's uh, 18 years ago now. Hmm. I can't believe that 18 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> And you're, yeah. you're doing
0: above and beyond things. I can't imagine other teachers are at your level either uh, we also t- read that you have become a National Geographic Certified Educator. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and um, why you chose to become that?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, I saw it last year, but I didn't uh, have time to apply in the, uh, to, in the right time. So this year I decided to be ready. When, I, when they, uh, there was uh, on the internet that the application starts, I applied it's a um, it's a program uh, that lasts for uh, I think three months, uh, for three months. It is a certificate certification that you uh, apply for it. It is designed primarily for teachers in Canada and the USA, but we can take part even if we uh, we, we, we teach in other uh, parts. But they uh, you should take bear in mind that the educational system is different, and this was the challenge mm. that Canada and the USA uh, the. Meaning the educational system is different from ours, but this is the challenge that I had. I wanted to see how those because I see I know a lot of successful teachers in in Canada and the U.S. and I wanted to learn from these people. It was an honor to to start the same journey with teachers, native speakers. And they are in Canada and uh, in USA, in the USA, and I finish the program. It was tough for me, but it was uh, a challenge as I started, and I decided to finish uh, until the end. And I submitted my my uh, capstone and my all my activities, and I uh, was accepted to 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 get the certificate.
0: What um, was your capstone project um, for that?
1: Yeah, for example, you uh, the, the learning uh, the National Geographic learning framework. That you should respect ah. yeah? that's that's that wants to um, the, the object the uh, purpose is to have the mindset of an explorer
0: mm-hmm. this
1: is the um I meaning the, the title is the, to change your students and you want them just not just to learn about the world but to um uh, them to succeed and to make uh, to make this world a better place, not just to learn about the world, mm-hmm. but to have an to, to, to wow. action and change the world. So uh, you should respect the uh, framework that they gave you, which is about attitudes and skills and knowledge. And you choose a topic. Uh, I, I, I worked on climate uh, action, on climate change. Mm-hmm. And uh, during, you, you implement an activity, two activities with your students and you should send all the, uh, the proof that you implemented those activities with your students and that you respected that uh, learning framework of the National Geographic. And at the end, you submit a video, a video in which, and this is was the toughest for me because I've never uh, made a video, mm-hmm. and you shouldn't show students' faces. It was also challenging because you mm-hmm. should find photos in which... You shouldn't show the students' faces, you shouldn't show their name, but you can use their voice. Uh, one of my students, uh, I recorded uh, her experience in this the journey that we took for, for two months. We explored the, the consequences of climate change. And really, uh, I learned with my students and we used a video, some videos from uh, National Geographic. Uh, really, I love that that, that site. Uh, National Geographic, give lots of resources for teachers. There are lots of resources. If you want to learn, it's not just for the students, but also for me as a teacher. Mm-hmm. I teach English, and teachers that were, were with me in the certificates, most of them are science teachers, meaning they, they know the, the subject matter more than me. But when I watched a lot of videos, I understood, and I tried to uh, involve my students in the, uh, in the topic. Because one of the things that you, when you work on a project, you should make students aware, why? Why should I care first about climate? So you should show them videos and statistics to make them aware of, their, of our responsibility. We studied also our uh, uh, footprints, the ecological footprints. For example, uh, were, uh, we, we explored how, uh, how do we affect our planet? They, they, they didn't, take, they didn't um, uh, take care of this, my students, but after that, after that lesson, they, see, they say that really we, we have an impact on our planet. The waste that we throw, the energy mm-hmm. that we use, a lot of things. Yeah. So If we just start with ourselves and reduce our impacts, we reduce our ecological footprints, maybe we are doing something. So after we finished the causes the consequences the effects we, we we talk we brainstormed some solutions and we moved to action uh, we uh, made uh, some works from uh, from uh, recycling waste meaning that we should reduce the amount of waste at least and we uh, were involved in a planting tree project that the more we plant trees uh, we will have better better work so trees, we, we, we studied the importance of trees in our nature and uh, we had beautiful photos planting trees and the video in which students, we are watering the trees and we wrote our, the name of our classes on those trees in order to take care of them uh, at least the time that we are in our school. It was an amazing experience. And you make a video of this and this is what we, what is called the capstone video. Mm. It's a video that you submit to National Geographic in which you show all the activities that you did with your students, with the lesson plan and with with everything. And uh, and it was was a good experience. And really, I I try to, if I have time, I will do another certification in another topic, with another topic.
0: That sounds really impactful. And you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're an English teacher, and you're really embedding many subject matters (laughs) into your class, which is what we have, you know, as educators have learned is the best way to, you know, like to teach is to have cross-curricular units. And in this example, while you're earning your certificate, you're also creating this really authentic learning experience for students to practice English, to engage in it in a rich and meaningful way. Is that always, has that always been part of your, your pedagogy and maybe your teaching philosophy? Or is that something that's sort of evolved over time or inspired with these projects? Uh,
1: okay, there is one thing. Uh, I am not satisfied with my educational system, My in mean my country. It is based on um, giving content to students, waiting for the exam, sit for the exam, pass, forget everything. Once mm-hmm. they finish the exam, they, they, they forget everything. So I had a training with the British Council two years ago and this was a turning point, really. This is, it was the first time to, to learn about life skills or soft skills or 21st century skills. Mm-hmm. And I had the question, really, do we teach students skills that they will use in the future or are we giving, giving them only content in, that they can find on Google? Right. Because now content is there mm-hmm. if you want to teach them. But what about uh, in being involved in a project when, you, when we talk about a projects you will use other skills not just the content yes. the content is important but they this is what they will they will find in in real life when they go to um, to look for a job uh, content is there and you can get a certificate but when once you you are in a real situation in in work maybe you will not be a good uh, person for that job <laughs> because you have never um, um, Planned something, you have never um, done something. uh, Mean with planning and implementing, and you have a a result at the end. Mm -hmm. So this is why I normally, uh, if I wanted just to teach grammar and teach the textbook, my life will be. This is what I did, uh, (laughs) to be honest. This is what I did in my first years of teaching. Yeah. I have a curriculum I should abide by. I am preparing my students to pass. The exam, mm-hmm. because in here we have the baccalaureate exam. There are certain uh, points that I should focus on grammar. But yes, I'm I'm doing this every year, yes. I, it's part of my job that I should teach my students and prepare them for the exam. But um, going hand in hand, uh, I want them to be uh, different people. We want to prepare students who, who are going to change the situation in, in our country. Yeah. So these skills, that's, that, that's why we are... It, it takes time, of course, and mm-hmm. energy, but no problem. Just when you see students, they are really uh, motivated to take part, especially those students who are low achievers in English. Whenever I have an activity, they they are, they are want to show me that, hey, teacher, we can do something, not just because we don't speak English well or mm-hmm. our grammar test is not good, but we can do other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, when you have a, a, a project about... Um, Climate or about the environment, and we want to do a clean cleaning in our school. They are the first ones to be ready to help whenever we have an event in school. I I, I tell them, you are great because you are responsible. I can rely on you, and this is what we want. This these mm-hmm. traits that we want to have in in people in the future. It's not just because you you have ten out of ten in a grammar lesson; you are good.